Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Every Town Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again, and Elizabeth Shelf from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and taken to his underground bunker in the woods. We give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists, so go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Why would China release it in China? And I puzzled over that, and then I realized China's biggest economic problem that has created itself is it has not enough young people. Now, they don't have anybody to support their older population. So killing off old people and sparing young people was a perfect solution to their problem. If you enjoy Conspiracy Unlimited, why not become a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member? For just $1.99 per month, you'll gain access to two bonus, exclusive commercial-free episodes per month, plus access to my back catalog of episodes. To subscribe, just go to conspiracyunlimitedpodcast.com and click on Gain Access to Premium Episodes. Again, Go to ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com and click on Get Access to Premium Episodes or click on the link in the episode notes. Conspiracy Unlimited Plus for less than $2 per month. Why not sign up today? Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett. I would say we don't know for certain, but I would say what Dr. Fauci said yesterday was verifiably false. He said no NIH money went to the Wuhan Institute for gain of function. Well, the main doctor there, the one they call the bat scientist or the bat woman, is a woman named Dr. Shi Zengali. She wrote a paper that MIT scientists have looked at that they said was gain of function, meaning juicing up these viruses to make them very potent and infect humans. She wrote this paper and in the paper acknowledged that her funding came from Dr. Fauci's group, the NIAID, which is part of NIH. So he's verifiably telling you something that is not true. Now, he may be quibbling and saying they weren't doing gain of function or they weren't supposed to, but we've looked at the grant application. In the grant application, we have a cellular biologist from Rutgers who says the grant application is for gain of function, juicing up these viruses. So Dr. Fauci came to Congress yesterday and lied. We can't prove the virus came from the lab. I'm not saying it did. I'm saying there is very much suspicious uh, evidence that it might have. There you go. Again, that was Senator Rand Paul appearing on Fox News after 
he was in, uh, I guess, cross-examining or questioning Dr. Fauci before the uh, the Senate hearing. Dr. Peter Bregan, again, Dr. Peter Bregan, Harvard-trained psychiatrist, former full-time consultant with the National Institute of Mental Health in private practice in Ithaca, New York, uh, also a medical expert in criminal malpractice and product liability legal cases, has been involved in landmark cases on behalf of patients' rights in regard to antidepressants, antipsychotic drugs, uh, electroshock and lobotomy, and uh, his latest book, co-authored with his wife, researcher Ginger, is COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey, wearethepray.com, wearethepray.com to get the manuscript. So, Dr. Bregan, the gain-of-function research, there was a moratorium placed on it by an outgoing President Barack Obama in late 2016, early 2017. Do you have documents that demonstrate that the NIH or NIAID, Dr. Fauci's other organization under the umbrella of NIH, was still funding gain-of-function in contravention of that moratorium? (laughs) Yes. The 2015 paper I've told you about, which you can also get off our um, coronavirus resource center on bregan.com, but you'll be able to get all this stuff from the manuscript, too, you know, just by uh, going to the links. That research raises the question, I guess the authors were feeling guilty, about whether or not what they were doing was legal. They even mention it. And they say, well, we don't think so because we started it before the moratorium. Uh, we didn't, and they also say, and we didn't know we would be able to make these viruses. I mean, it's, it's that bad. Now, is there any way that one could argue that while Dr. Shi Li and her supervisor in Wuhan were perhaps thinking that this could have been used as a bioweapon, that Dr. Barrick, Dr. Fauci, and the work they were doing at Chapel Hill, they were thinking not along the, the lines of a bioweapon, but you know, this could eventually mutate. We need to develop a vaccine. We need to do gain-of-function research before it gets to that point. In other words, could we ascribe perhaps more altruistic motivations to Dr. Barrick and Dr. Fauci? No, I think the more altruistic people are probably the Chinese communist researchers because they really believe in communism. All these people are communists. They believe in communism. They believe there is no God. The official religion of China is atheism. These people have ideologies. And uh, that makes them even more dangerous than somebody like Fauci, who has no ideology other than personal ambition, wealth, and power. No, I think these people are as corrupt as anybody else. And, by the way, I'll tell you a few little other things about the research we found. This research is not just supported by NIH. It's supported by DARPA, which is the Cloak and Dagger Research Center of the Defense Department. And I've also got quotes and discussions of Fauci's support of the development of uh, biological warfare weapons. So there's no way around it. The U.S. is going to be as involved in, in making weapons and countering weapons and trying to get vaccines against weapons as is probably China. We have more resources than China to allocate to it. 
so much so that we're helping fund the Chinese. I don't see the Chinese helping fund us very much, but they sure do make a living off of our knowledge. And, you know, we talk about Chinese stealing technology from us. Fauci was giving them technology, giving it to them. They didn't have to steal. They didn't have to make believe there was something they weren't. And and as for the Wuhan Institute, I, I told you that everything in China is is military, and I didn't know that either until I got really reading this year. And I've I've had uh, I've had one of our generals on my own radio TV weekly show and talking about this. There's a lot of books about this, separate from mine, about the Chinese infiltration and stealth war against the U.S. But the in January of 2020, when all this began breaking, the Chinese gave up even faking it, and they appointed the head of the Wuhan Institute, their head of their biological warfare. And that's all in the book. It's all documented. There was a professor, I believe, attached to Beijing University with close ties to, well, if you're going to be a professor at Beijing University, I would imagine that you, you couldn't do so without having some ties with the Communist Party. But no, no, he said, and I'm going to paraphrase here, that basically China had defeated the United States in a biological war in 2020. He said that. I mean, I that sounds... That. I don't have that, Richard. If you would send me that, I don't have yes. it. That's wonderful. I don't have it. But, but, but if that is not a declaration or an admission that, that, that this was an act of war and that this was deliberate, I don't know what else is. Yeah. Well, and we have this wonderful younger, I guess she's in her 40s, Dr. Yan, who fled China, came to the U.S., and said that this is a, an act of war by China. And, and, and that was the first scientific... She had published uh, now three scientific articles with some colleagues. She's in hiding in the U.S. And I'm in communication with her, and I got to talk with her one day when we were both at the same video conference side-by-side in boxes talking to each other before it started. And... That's why I first heard about unrestricted warfare. She said it's an unrestricted warfare weapon. And she says she has got, you know, knows, a lot of people in China know this is, is her viewpoint on it. And, of course, a number of Chinese doctors, researchers, said that early on that, that the virus was right out of the military and, by the, and research labs, both the military and, and, the, and the regular labs. Maybe they're the same, basically. And one of them was forced to retract this paper, and the other one disappeared. It's all in the Yes, book. I remember that. So what would be the logic of Fauci and Gates funneling money and resources into the development of a bioweapon that was ultimately in communist Chinese hands, knowing that it would come back and bite the West, not just the United States, but the Western world, really, in Europe? Western world, that's right. The Western democracies are the biggest enemy of the Chinese and also the biggest enemy of the what I call the global predators. Klaus Schwab, in his book, where he's praising COVID-19 for enabling them to create the beginning of the Great Reset. And he says that, and the book is called COVID-19 and the Great Reset. He says this, and it's in his book title, whoopee, we've got this thing happening. This is worldwide, this attitude. I think that most of our presidents have had this attitude, Democrats and Republicans, until Trump turned the world upside down by saying, no, America first, not China first. America first. 
I should give you an idea of how bad and broad this is. In November 2020, just after the supposed election of, what's his name? Of Beijing Joe, Joe Biden. <laughs> Beijing Joe Biden. Joe. Well, just before the election, Joe Biden and John Kerry announced that, they, that the, the Great Reset was a part of their program. And John Kerry was made this kind of the climate czar, which is the same kind of, it's the equivalent of Fauci, but it's for climate. Those are the two ways they want to terrify the people, make billions of dollars with industry and government fusions, and take advantage of everybody and bilk the poor, the middle class, and even the upper class of America. Yeah, right. And make no mistake, there will be uh, there will be climate change lockdowns coming. I believe that. I'm afraid that that would be one of the directions they'll take. So at this 2020 conference, the whole conference w- was by Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg, who several times was mayor of New York City, is real American, oh, I suppose. And he holds this virtual conference because it's during the uh, COVID-19. And it's co-hosted by an organization that is founded by the Chinese Communist Party. In other words, the conference is co-hosted by the Communist Party. And one of the addresses is from Vice President Wang Qixin, and there's pictures of uh, Xi Jinping meeting with, uh, with some of the global predators and smiling. They have a special conference with Bill Gates and Tedros from the World Health Organization, Peter Stazak, who's the stand-in for Fauci. And all these people are praising, oh, Moderna's there. All these people are praising recoupling with China now that we're going to get rid of Trump. And guess who else are there? You mentioned Bill Clinton. Bill is there by virtual Hillary, Henry Kissinger, Janet Yellen, the the former Fed chair, who's Biden's treasurer, Henry Paulson, former Bush treasurer, top executives, very top, the CEOs and those, McDonald's, IBM, and these are listed as supporting. MasterCard, FedEx, Prudential, Goldman Sachs, Honeywell, Moderna, Prime Minister of India is there, Tony Blair is there, King Hussein chimes in, the big banks are there from China to India to Great Britain. I mean, this whole world of powerful, moneyed corporations and people have joined with China. And it began with a Republican, Nixon. Nixon bragged, I opened China. I've been reading some more sophisticated things, which are China opened Nixon and got into America. They wanted that. They, They wanted that predatory capitalism. And by the way, there isn't, none of these people are capitalists in any ordinary freedom-oriented sense. Capitalism is supposed to be free market, free enterprise. These are predators. Those right, it's crony capitalism, crony capitalism, and socialism for the rest of us. I want to go to Event 201 in October 2019. So there's this tabletop exercise preparing for a pandemic taking place in New York. Again, the usual suspects are there. Bill Gates, Johns Hopkins University. Is Schwab there? Yes, Schwab is a co-funder of that conference with Bill Gates. 
and Michael Bloomberg has his name on the Johns Hopkins. It's the Bloomberg Public Health School. So they're all involved. What about China's, their version of the CDC, whatever it's called? Is, yes, is that individual they, they there? They call it the Chinese CDC, and their head is, is involved in this as well. Isn't that and, interesting? And it's a coronavirus they're anticipating. Oh, Tedros is, uh, well, I'm not sure that Tedros is, but that's the The head of the World group. Health Organization, right. And they meet, and it's only like a month or two before the first cases go up, and they're, they are basically predicting it's going to be a, a SARS-CoV virus, because that's what they're talking about. But we have stuff that's, that's even more brutal and bizarre than that. First of all, that's 220. In 2017, Johns Hopkins put out a book. That's that famous year of 2017 when all the planning developed and for my, my examination of it. They put out a booklet about a SARS-CoV virus pandemic to educate the public not to resist the vaccinations. So it's all there in 2017. And then something else that rarely gets mentioned. Ten days before Trump took office, there is a public health conference held at the George Washington University, and it's done by them in collaboration with the Harvard School of Public Health. I wondered, what is the Harvard School of Public Health's connection with China? God, it's my alma mater, Harvard. I spent four years as an undergraduate there. I spent a year there at the psychiatric training program. Boy, talk about elites. That was the most elitist place I've practically ever been was the psychiatric program at Harvard. And they are doing all this stuff in 2017. Well, what is the connection between Harvard and China? I looked it up and I read the story that they tell on their website. Johns Hopkins was founded in collaboration with communists. They don't say, never say communists. With the Chinese uh, communist uh, public health people. I mean, hmm. that's how the, deep these there was. There was also that professor at Harvard, Charles Lieber, scientist, and he was he was, he was he arrested, was right? He was hiding Chinese stuff. funds. Yeah. He was being paid by the Chinese to do what? Smuggle research out of Harvard to the Wuhan yes, lab? Yes. Uh, this is rampant. I think, I think this is all over the place. I've got a lot of it in my book. It's really there. But I haven't told you the weirdest story of all. So here's Johns Hopkins. And it's being supported by uh, Harvard, and the guy's name is Ja, J-H-A. And Fauci, this is 10 days before Trump comes into power. There's nobody at this conference representing Republicans or Trump. It's 10 days before Trump's inauguration. And Fauci says, and uses the word certainty, that there's going to be a pandemic in Donald Trump's. During his administration, right. His first administration. He says it. Yes, I've seen that. I've and seen that uh, YouTube video. Certainty. And then it's echoed in a smaller meeting, when, uh, a workshop by Ja from Harvard echoes it. Not quite the same words, but the same thing. We're going to have a pandemic now. So I think there are two things going on. There is no way. I mean, I look back on this, and this is, this is what, toward the end of the book, when Ginger and I just, we couldn't, I mean, we concluded this in the last months of the book. You look back, there is no way that from 2.15 and 2.17, that billionaires around the world, huge corporations around the world, were investing in what were known to be impossible 
things to make vaccines, which were these not vaccines, these mRNA and the DNA vaccines, that the companies were investing money, that billions of dollars was being poured in by philanthropic groups. And there, there's no way that this was done not knowing they were going to have a pandemic. No businessman acts like that. So they either were guessing it was going to be a leak, but would businessmen bet on a leak? I think they were planning it for just a little further along. And then, to everybody's amazement, Trump won, and then they had to get it moving. Let me just remind people, COVID-19 and the global predators, we are the prey. And if you go to wearetheprey.com, wearetheprey.com, you get the manuscript right there. If you're in the U.S., you pay for the manuscript. You pay for the book. You get they the manuscript right the away. And you'll get the manuscript immediately. But right. If you're outside the U.S. to go around the world. We've, we've already sold well over 10,000 books. People are real and they're very excited about the manuscript. And I think there's probably tens of thousands of copies of the manuscript sailing around the world. We did that to inform the world, but also to protect ourselves. Guys, the information's out. You can't stop it. That's it. You got to hide in plain sight. That's the best way. <laughs> Dr. Peter Bregan, co-author of COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. We are the prey.com, the website back with more right after this. C60 Evo delivers the miracle molecule ESS60. It's pure carbon 60. Why not love your body and share C60 Evo with those you love? ESS60 from C60 Evo is a mega antioxidant for increased strength, endurance, flexibility, and a deeper sleep. It's great for pets too. I take a tablespoon every day and so does the mighty Aphrodite. We're both sleeping better than we have in years. And during the day, we have such tremendous energy and vitality. We're both pain-free. In a landmark peer-reviewed animal study in Paris, France, rats fed ESS60 lived twice their normal lifespan. Go to c60evo.com slash Richard hyphen or click on the C60 Evo link in the episode notes. Use the code EVRS at checkout and save 10%. ESS60 from C60 Evo. Order your miracle in a bottle today. The truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Then, it is violently opposed. Finally, it is accepted as self-evident. Let me just read that again and what that means. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. All right, welcome back. Dr. Peter Bregan, co-author of COVID-19 and the Global Predators. We are the prey. We are the prey.com. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that Fauci gave this eerie veiled threat, really, or this warning that during Trump's administration, there would be a serious pandemic visited upon him. Why would they wait until near the end of his first term? This is speculation, I guess, I'm asking you to do. But why not unleash it much earlier on Trump? Well, I have no idea about what all the machinations were. I think they were not prepared to release it just then. And um, they were really doing very poorly with their vaccine. All the scientific research leading up to 2020, when they were actually doing Operation Warp Speed, showed that you couldn't make a vaccine because it right. was too deadly to, to, to animals so you couldn't try it with people. So I think they had 
very, and they have different groups at work. Ultimately, I think China is the power behind it all. And idiots like Bill Gates uh, will just be eaten alive by China when he finally succeeds and makes China more powerful than America. I mean, China is looking to make an empire. So, I mean, who knows what goes on? The Chinese think very long term. I think one of the more interesting things, though, is why would China release it in China? That was my next question. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, well, good. We're on the same wavelength here. And I puzzled over that, and then I realized China's biggest economic problem that has created itself is it has not enough young people because they had a one-child policy, then a two-child policy. I think they may be going to a three-child policy. But they, 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 uh, you know, they murdered babies by the who knows yes. how many. And yeah, they have a huge demographic problem, a huge demographic problem. So now they have nobody virtually compared to, the, say, other nations. They don't have anybody to support their older population. And in China, it was up to the family to do that. I, I have a Chinese friend who said, now there's an axiom in China, you're born alone, you die alone. So killing off old people and sparing young people was a perfect solution to their problem. They don't uh, think anything of killing off no, people. No, no. I, I find less and less there is any distinguishing between communist China today and Nazi Germany. They are committing genocide against the Uyghurs. They are imprisoning, sterilizing, raping, murdering political prisoners have their organs taken from them. It's just the most sinister, evil regime since Hitler. And I'm seeing less and less of a distinction. Well, I think they make a couple of points that you may may agree with. First of all, the uh, USSR was probably even worse than Hitler, even though I'm Jewish and I recognize the Holocaust. They killed a lot of Jews, too. And they uh, they killed millions and millions of people in the USSR. They killed off the entire, you know, middle-class farming population in order to make communes. So we have the USSR, and now we have China, and I think that China is far more dangerous than, than Hitler or Russia because they're smarter, they're better organized, their ideology is more developed, they have the largest population in the world under their control. And they have a very flabby America to contend with. So I think that we're in a far more dangerous situation now than ever before. And I think the world turns on this. I, I believe that those of us who want to be brave, we, we should be proud to have been born in this era because this is the era that is going to determine maybe a thousand years of a Chinese empire or a thousand years of growth of freedom. Nobody in the global predator bunch, and I name all these names, cares about freedom. They all want control. They all want power. They all want wealth. And uh, you, tried, birth you tried to refounders, warn. Refounders of America. Yeah. You, you tried to warn President Trump. What did you, you had, you knew people that could get to him. What did you send them, and, and what was the result? Well, um, April 14 and 15. We published on our website the um, uh, description of what was going on in the Chinese-U.S. collaboration funded by NIAD and other, other U.S. prices, too. So we, um, 
we put that up on our website, and we have a you know, we have a big system. By the way, the best way to stay in touch with us, like you, we've had our second strike at YouTube. Best way to stay in touch with us forever is to get our free frequent alerts. Go to Bregan.com and get our free frequent alerts. We send them out once or twice a week, keeping you up on what we're doing. Um, because my huge YouTube uh, people can't get in touch with me through YouTube um, um, anymore. But, um, oh my gosh, I lost track of my thoughts being self-serving. And oh, is that, that's okay. No, 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 not at all. That's important that we, we tell people how to get stay in touch and but get the book and so forth. Question. But we were talking about how you, how you uh, oh, yeah. so the alerted time, Donald Trump. And then I did a video on YouTube, and that went up immediately to 40,000. And um, two days later, Trump canceled the... Uh, and we sent it to people we knew. And, um, and two days later, Trump canceled all of Fauci's funding of China. I don't believe it stopped. I, I think the, 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 that this man, Fauci, is not faced by anybody. And, of course, the entire deep state was against Trump and on his side. But, um, and Trump did not cancel um, the basic, um, you know, the basic funding for uh, the lethal, uh, um, you know. So he was, in other words, he canceled the gain-of-function research that was going to China, but he he didn't cancel it where it was going on in Chapel Hill, for example. That's right. He had such bad people around him. He had the, I think that the main problem Trump faced was he was not demonic enough, because I don't think he is demonic. He was not the kind of person who could imagine that all these top people he was bringing in from the State Department or the Treasury or where the FBI in particular, that all of them would do anything to destroy him. I don't, I don't think it entered his mind. Uh, let's go to uh, some questions here from the uh, the live chat. Solar Warden asks, Doctor, can you speak to the issue of shedding by someone who's vaccinated onto someone not? Also, do you know about the potency and therapeutic value of oregano oil as a treatment? I don't so know shedding. about oregano oil, but there are very good protocols, and I'm on one for the prevention of uh, COVID-19, and there are a lot of other viruses, too. And you can get that protocol from the contacts in my book or by going to um, the uh, website of the American, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. You can also check out the work of uh, Vladimir Zelenko and Lee Vliet, V-L-I-E-T, or Peter McCullough, M-C. C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H, McCullough, um, and get, uh, get these protocols. Um, there are much better ones than I imagine than what you're looking at. Um, that was the second Are you, spe- are you speaking about ivermectin and, and um, hydri- uh, hydroxychloroquine yeah, can, yeah, with zinc and so forth? I take hydroxychloroquine once a week as a preventive. It's very safe, but I take it with zinc. I take it with vita, vitamin C. I take it with quercetin. But you need to kind of look into this for yourself and learn about it. I can't, I'm not prescribing anybody on the radio. <clears throat> right, right. Do you find it odd, though, that, I mean, but early shedding, on... I talk about shedding. Yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry. You, yeah, that's a good reminder. We, now, we need to address the issue of shedding. Do we know anything about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's two different, two different kinds of, um, of vaccines. So the DNA vaccines, which are um, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, um, they put a DNA messenger into your body. Um, that then produces actually in the body um, mRNA, which then makes your body produce the exact replica, the exact replica of the um, SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. The problem is the spike protein doesn't just open cells, it damages them. Itself, it causes hemorrhaging and it causes um, clotting to go along with the hemorrhaging. Now, in that case, what you could end up shedding would be the virus carrier. There, There is a deactivated virus. We just don't know whether that can mutate, what forms it could take. It's an animal virus that is injected that carries the DNA. And by the way, that is the SARS-CoV-2 DNA. It's been made in a lab, I mean, because that's how much they can manipulate all that stuff. But it's the SARS-CoV DNA by which SARS-CoV is ordered to make the spike protein. Isn't that something? This is not a, uh, a vaccine. This is, this is uh, you know, uh, woo-woo land experimentation. Now, the, um, there's no virus injected um, with the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, which are the main ones in the U.S. What is injected is your, your um, messenger RNA, which is also replicated out of the virus, and it goes in and commands your body to make this, uh, the, he- the, um, the protein. Spike protein. Spike protein. So the question is, the, both of them are making spike proteins, the same spike protein. Can that be shed? That can be shed, but probably not in a highly infectious way so far, but in a way that certainly it could go from one human to another. So it's the nasal passages and, that have the, uh, um, and, and you know, the whole oral area has the uh, receptors for that that spike protein so a baby uh could get it from a mother it could be passed back and forth this that that but there's no good studies on it i just had a conversation with peter mccullough about it who is a tremendous scientist 600 papers in cardiology and renology and um so on and um he um he thinks there's a risk of from the shedding of the spike proteins, and that would come from all four. And that there's a problem about could you be getting shedding from the um, virus right. used in the AstraZeneca and uh, J&J. So, you know, we were told two weeks to flatten the curve and then get vaccinated if we get herd immunity. Um, but if, if the vaccine... It's not really a vaccine, as you say. In fact, they've kind of massaged the the definition of a vaccine. I mean, my understanding of a vaccine is it it will prevent you from getting infected uh, and it will also prevent you from spreading. But now we know it it does neither. So 
what does herd immunity mean when you have a leaky vaccine? There is no such thing, right? <laughs> Not only that, but you know the world... Health organization, at least for a while, took the concept of herd immunity down from its website. They don't want reality. They want to overpower us to run the world in a more totalitarian fashion. The World Health Organization is the mouthpiece and implementer for the communist Chinese and for Bill Gates. And those are the two top funders. When the U.S. stopped funding, the two top funders became Bill Gates and the, and the Communist Chinese. Now we're funding it again, too. So the three top people, Gates, us, and the Chinese. No, it, it's. Uh, I, I want to go back to something I mentioned earlier, but we didn't get to do it. At the end of one of your segments, I said, let me bring something up that is one of our really finds that really is amazing. And it tells people really, really what's going on. Again, 2017. The uh, organization, you know, representing uh, Bill Gates, CEPI, representing uh, Schwab, representing billions and billions of dollars now, all kinds of major corporations, does a PowerPoint presentation for the World Health Organization. Who? In which, it, and no one else has ever found this. I'm not going to tell you how I found it. But... There's links. We have links for it, and we've taken it down, so if those links disappear, we'll be able to have it for you. It's a 20-plus complex PowerPoint uh, slides, whatever you call them. And in it, he says that CEPI is organizing all these powers together, the governments, the, um, the billionaires, and so on and on. And he says there's an arrangement that that the drug companies will be completely covered for all their expenses, so there will be no losses whatsoever, even for their incidental-type expenses, and the rest will be gravy. And that's in one of the PowerPoints. It's in the book. It's one of the few illustrations I have in the book is of that PowerPoint. And then he goes on and says, and if they make a certain excess, is yet undetermined, of money, that will go back to SEPI. So this whole boondoggle was planned way in advance. And here are these two groups, uh, the power of the UN, and which is World Health Organization, and Chinese communists working so closely with them, and uh, Bill Gates working with multiple corporations and billionaires, and they are deciding how they'll run the world when the next um, pandemic comes along. And, they're and, there will, and there will be another one, right? This is a trial run. This is a beta test. Well, maybe so. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to predict what these people are doing. They are... Uh, they're taking some hard licks right now. I'm involved with two, di two different lawyers, two different groups, um, Bobby Kennedy and, um, and uh, Tom Rents and suits against these people. By the way, it's too late to do anything about me. I've given them all my information, folks, and um, they've got it. Um, so they're getting a bit of a bloody nose. Right now they're powering up on climate change, which is back again. 
It's hard yes. to know what they're going to do, what they're going to do next. But we have to be prepared. The main thing is we have to re-strengthen America, and we haven't spent enough time on that. In part due to me, because that's the first time I'm bringing it up. Really, we have in America still a core of at least half the nation that believes in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, believes in separation of states and government powers believes in the freedom of religion. Most of them believe in God, too. They're Christians and Jews and other folks who believe in God and believe in patriotism. This is what stands up against everything I'm describing today. It's those of us who still believe in in America as the nation was founded, based on freedom political, individual freedom based on a belief of something greater than ourselves. These people, none of the... I bet there isn't a single globalist I mentioned who thinks there's something greater than himself and uh, believing that there are values and power and some sort of... How could they believe in an afterlife? How could they believe in judgment? How could they believe in... Uh, if if they're they're going along with this? From very early on, uh, it seemed to me that they were, were overplaying their hand. Like when you, you're looking at a, um, a survival rate of you know 99.79% or whatever it is, and yet they are pushing this vaccine so hard, the, the level of not only coercion, but it, they're using enticement. So for example, in some places, they're, they're offering free college tuition for young people to get this vaccine. They are saying that if you're between 12 and 15, in some places, you don't need your parents' consent. Uh, which is just you know odious, but these this idea of now sending sending an army of volunteers to go door to door, knocking on people's doors to ask them and to try and convince them to take the vaccine again for something that has that is for children is far less dangerous than the flu, but they don't do this for the flu vaccine. Uh, I mean, it, it should be and 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 they're 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 suppressing, uh, censoring firing any medical doctor that has the the courage to actually stand up and say, hey, wait a minute, the emperor has no clothes. Uh, I mean, I I just don't understand why more people aren't waking up to this idea, this fact that, you know, this is just, it's so overwrought, it's so obvious what they're doing. Well, one of the worst horrors is the lack of physicians. There are hundreds and even thousands around the world and in America uh, who are standing up on these issues but what happens if you do stand up? You get into really serious problems already. I mean, you lose your YouTube, you, you lose your uh, whatever else is, is out there in the world that you can communicate with. Um, you, um, you lose your friends. You, uh, you might lose your job. Um, if you're a physician, you will lose your job. Um, I know... Um, Interns and residents and other other young doctors, they, they can't possibly refuse the vaccine um, because they won't be uh, able to work in their, commu- their medical communities. Um, ev- everyone involved gets attacked. So I think it's a question of, you know, human beings naturally protect themselves and their families. They don't naturally stand up to the world. They, they make the most of what they, they can in their own circle. There's not too many people uh, like you, like me, who um, have a real dedication to larger issues. It's totally understandable. It's what worked for evolution. 
but uh, it, it won't take millions and hundreds of millions of us. Uh, in the American Revolution, um, a very small percentage of the population were activists, but they were really active. The people who signed the Declaration of Independence had everything to lose and very little to gain, despite what the revisionist historians and progressive historians were. Right, right. They pledged their lives and their livelihoods and their honor. And they knew that that very Declaration of Independence was going to be the list of men, they were all men on, who signed, it was going to be the list of men who got hung. And it was going to be their families, their wives and children who were deprived, their fortunes that were destroyed. So we have to hope that some of us, large enough numbers of us, can be brave enough to really organize and work together and do our very best to speak truth to power. And the foundation is not unique. It's the Judeo-Christian American foundation. It's been there and is now being eroded. And it is the great enemy. We are the great enemy of these global predators. And um, you're doing a great job, by the way. I want... um, Folks, this is one of the most intelligent interviews I've had, most informed. Got two hours to talk with somebody who knows a lot of stuff. Um, So uh, we just need a lot more of us, and we need to build our own platforms. I think we need our own medical system. Everything else is corrupt right now, and it's corrupt in the direction of progressivism and communist China. Right. I, I think that's an important point to make to, to someone out there who's listening who thinks that they are a social justice warrior and that, you know, there are social causes, obviously, that we need to, to, to fight and to improve. Life fighting them, including of course. Yes, exactly. But what's going on now? If if you think that you're, you're you know, fighting alongside Coca-Cola or Woca-Cola uh, or all of these corporations that's international mega corporations that suddenly woke up and decided that they were for diversity and equity and inclusion you're sadly mistaken you are a a a, a useful fool you are a foot soldier in a in a, a battle that is going on um, that that has nothing to do with what you think it has to do with and so if you are if you are on that side you are aiding and abetting unwillingly and un, un, uh, perhaps and unwittingly but still the effect is the same. You have to understand what's really going on here. Uh, and so hopefully there are enough of those people as well of good conscience who can sit back and and stop, uh, you know, participating in these echo chambers and, uh, and wake up. the elections, folks, on a state and local level. Don't let them take the next one away from us. If they do, it's really going to be the end of freedom in the world. So, obviously, this book is not going to be available on Amazon, I'm guessing. So, they're going to have to go to wearethepray.com. Wearethepray.com. And uh, they'll get the uh, the manuscript immediately. Please buy the book. And, again, if they also want to maintain contact with you, Dr. Bregan, they can go to bregan.com. B-R-E-G-G-I-N. B-R-E-G-G-I-N.com. Uh, so yeah, get what, the free frequent alerts. The free frequent alerts. They, all right. What's next? Can you give us another assignment from aside from reading the book? <laughs> Keep listening to your radio show, Richard. This is a great show. 
All right. Well, um, God willing, we'll have you on again <laughs> if it's still around, if I'm still around. Uh, Dr. Bregan, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Thanks to your audience. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting.